makes the T20 World Cup final? Find out on Cricket. Only better. This is Cricket Only Better, episode 166, and I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the T20 World Cup semi-final special, the only podcast which will tell you exactly what is going to happen in each of the two games, how many runs will be scored, who the star performers will be, and crucially, who will meet in the final. Sam Collins. You bet, Edward Hawkins. Um... I think we can safely say our listeners have had a very good tournament, but this is when the heat is on. There are pressure games for punters, not just the players. And here is a man with nerves of steel, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. Hello, Paul. Are you ready? I am. Good evening, sir. And cooler than the proverbial cucumber, so long as you don't mention South Africa, that is, is sportinglife.com's Richard Mann. Have you got this, Richard? I've got this. Hi, Sam. Hello. Right. You should all know the drill by now. But here's Hawkins with a quick reminder. Yeah. Team news, pitch data, strategies, in-play wisdom, innings, runs, angles, and the bowlers and batters to follow in each game based on how often they win the key markets. For New Zealand versus Pakistan and England versus India, it's the last four. We've got listener questions too. We will name the finalists and get this. I can confirm there is a consensus. Paul Krishnamurti, Richard Mann and Edward Hawkins are all in unison about what I can't promise you, but it almost deserves a klaxon of its own. Speaking of klaxons, Paul Krishnamurti on treble klaxon duty today. And then there's best bets. So strap yourselves in. We've got a hell of a show for you. This is what the Betfair Exchange outright looks like for the final four. India, our favourites, at 3.35, England 3.55, New Zealand 4.6, Pakistan bringing up the rear at 4.8. Richard Mann, very quickly, how come South Africa aren't in there? Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I think it was a, a poor decision to, to bat second. Um, on a used pitch against the Netherlands, but they should have still won. And I think the, the key point is that the big players just didn't turn up, did they? The captain didn't turn up all tournament. Rabada, the main bowler, didn't turn up. Aidan Markham didn't really turn up after a big couple of years. Decock didn't really turn up, particularly not against the Netherlands when they needed him. So you look at sides like India and England and Pakistan even who were there now. The, the big match performers have done it in the last few games and we've got them to the last four. South Africa's didn't and they're going home. Paul Krishnamati, don't give the game away just yet, please. But any thoughts on those odds? Well, I think if we were coming to this purely armed with statistics over a long period of time and short period of time, you would look at it and say the odds are right. England and India is likely to produce the winner. They are superior sides placed on wider form. Whether that reflects what we've seen in the tournament is another matter. And in particular, the most recent form. Personally, I think that Pakistan and New Zealand are both fair value at the odds, but I'd prefer Pakistan at this point. Okay, okay. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, here's Hawkins with the stats. 
Yeah, where do the sides fare on batting and bowling rankings? We did rankings at the start of the tournament. Well, interestingly, the three most powerful batting teams are in the semi-final. That's England, New Zealand and India in that order. And they were third, fourth and first respectively before the tournament started. Pakistan are the outlier. They are seventh, but they are also the point of difference because they are by far and away the best bowling team in terms of of economy they're first New Zealand are third England are fourth and India are sixth on that is based on what they have done this tournament England probably will reckon they've improved quite a bit they've come up from sixth pre-tournament so uh, they'll give themselves a bit of a tick for that okay lovely stuff listener question time now you can fire them in anytime remember at cricket betting on Twitter just don't impersonate cricket betting on Twitter because you know what will happen right this one's for Richard Mann at Satch underscore PTL says, do we expect spin to become more important now in the semis and the final? Not much for them, bar the superb rasers so far. Should the pitches become slower? No, I, look, I've no firm evidence on this, but I'd be staggered if we didn't get fresh pitches for the two semis and the final. Um, I know we had used pitches in the in the last few Super 12 games, but I think for the semis and finals, it'll be different. And you must remember, look, it's early summer in Australia. It's been springtime over there. I think in October, I think barely barely any international cricket played in October in Australia before this World Cup. And that is a bit of an outlier. So no, there's no excuses to not have fresh pitches and I think we'll get them. Okay, this one's for you, Hawkins. Uh, Richard Redux asks, do Pakistan live and die in the semi-final through Baba, and does Bolt shape up well against some fragile batting? I don't think it matters really what Baba does. He's had such a dreadful, abysmal tournament that Pakistan have kind of forgotten all about him. And if he does do something, it's a massive bonus. He's averaging eight with a strike rate of 61. So uh, if Pakistan were going to die because of what Baba wasn't doing, I think it would have happened by now. Uh, rather surprisingly, Bolt has a average record against Pakistan, five wickets in nine. Uh, I don't think there's a particular reason for that, but I would expect of the two for Baba to be having the poorer game. Okay, not to leave you out, Paul Krishnamurti, friend of the show, Kevin Gillette, with a cheeky one um, to set Richard Mann off in the background, uh, asking, now that the arch villain Timbers back home, who is the next big villain? Stokes, Kane, Kohli, Baba, Paul? Well, thanks for giving me the easy question. <laughs> well, I've got a box somebody. Uh, of those, I would say Kane Williamson. I, personally, I don't think that's going to happen at all to Virat Kohli. I've got a feeling that he's, this is his time, his swan song. I think he's going to uh, star in the, that stages. Uh, I could see Stokes playing a heroic role. Baba was already the villain. Um, as Ed said, you know, anything he did from here anything positive he did would just be a huge bonus for Pakistan. So uh, I'm going to say Kane Williamson, who just shouldn't be in this New Zealand side, and he's a clear weak link. Okay, thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. We're nicely warmed up now, and next up, we're going to tell you exactly what will happen in New Zealand versus Pakistan. New Zealand versus Pakistan, Wednesday, 8 a.m. It's going to be a great treat to see the Santner, Southie and Sodi Axis live on Sky Sports from the SCG. Bet for exchange prices, 1.88 New Zealand, 2.1 Pakistan. Edward Hawkins has a lowdown. 
Yeah, New Zealand, Alan Conway, Williamson, Phillips, Mitchell, Nisham, Santner, Southie, Sodi, Ferguson and Bolt. Pakistan, Rizwan, Baba, Harris into the team, Masood, Iftikhar, Shadab, Nawaz, Wasim, Afridi, Harris, Ralph and the same. SCG, four out of the six games so far, 170 or more in the first innings. Sri Lanka should have made that five out of six after their great start against England. Uh, five of those six won by the side batting first. Longer term study gives that... Ratio is 15 out of 26. There is a reserve day for this one, so underline that one. Pakistan have won seven of the last 10 head-to-heads, including a 2-1 last month in the Tri-Series, which also involved Bangladesh in New Zealand, uh, which was kind of a warm-up for this. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, let's first discuss the importance of the toss, or maybe the non-importance of the toss. Do you feel the toss is important? I don't think it's something we should dwell on at this point in time. I mean, it might turn out to be significant depending on the conditions, you know. Um, but I don't think those statistics represent a particularly decisive split long term. And when we think about the five out of six recently, they're one-sided games, a lot of those, India v Netherlands, South Africa v Bangladesh, so I'm not sure it's relevant there. The bigger thing I say about um, Sydney is it's a ground for extremes. So this might be the good place to back high or low runs and also for for big margins in the uh, what margin will teams win by market okay thank you very much uh richard mann should the odds be the other way around no i, I think new zealand i can understand why the favorites it probably wouldn't be the way i i, I go but but i think they deserve to be favorites i think they've been the, probably one of the better sides in the competition Pakistan, look, they got in through the back door, didn't they? South Africa let them in. And New Zealand were finalists last year, beating finalists in the UE. So I think for once, um, they deserve to be favourites. We're always talking about how they're underrated. But no, I think they deserve to edge the bet in here. OK. Um, what's the play on innings runs, Paul? I think it's got to be unders. I think it'll be set quite high because there have been four scores of 170. It's a good pitch there. And the big scores are always in play at Sydney. But you've got two really good bowling attacks here. And I wouldn't well, I wouldn't necessarily say New Zealand are vulnerable, that it's not fragile or anything. They've got to face a real top-notch bowling side that suddenly found its form. Shahina Faridi, 7 for 36 off seven overs in his last two games. You know, I think that's the turning point of the whole competition where arguably the best bowler in it suddenly finds his feet after injury and you know, Pakistan are suddenly live runners again. So I could definitely see him running through their top order and I could certainly wouldn't rely on Pakistan's top order in any sort of Pakistan's batting lineup in any situation. So maybe go under 150, under 160. Okay, lovely stuff. Richard Mann, who's going to win this? I haven't got a massively strong opinion, but I think I'm siding with Pakistan. I think they're just coming good at the right time. They've played the best cricket at Sydney as well, which, which might count for a lot. Okay. Um, same question to Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, Pakistan, I think they're on a roll. That happens in tournaments sometimes. And I think that now Shahid Afridi is at his best. They'll be very hard to beat. Okay. Anything in play, guys? Uh, Paul, you first, then Richard. Um, no, nothing particularly in play. Just one side market I like, which is um, Finn Allen to score under 20.5 at 10 to 11. He's only beaten that in three of his last seven. One of those was against Ireland, and this time he's up against the 3D. Okay, uh, Richard. 
Yeah, just I'd probably be if Pakistan bat first. I think I'd be interested in, in going overs on them after the ten overs stage. I think it's something we've said before. But you look back to that South Africa match; they were ninety five for five after thirteen overs on this very ground, and they finished strongly. Shadab, Iftikhar, Nawaz. I think that middle order has finally found some form. It's very dangerous, uh, and as good as Bolton Southy are for New Zealand. If he doesn't swing, and at the moment the forecasts okay, they can be vulnerable at the end. Um, so I wondered if a strong finish from Pakistan batting first could be the order of the day. Not like okay, Not like okay. Paul likes it. That's good. Good to hear, Richard. Um, okay, we now need our top bats and our top bowlers. So over to our friend Edward Hawkins. Yeah, who are the players to follow on win rate? Well, Rizwan has been boosted to three to one by Betfair Sportsbook for top Pakistan batsman he's bang on even money in the last two years study period that's more almost 50 games phillips is 29 percent win rate sports books are going four to one so there's an edge there and there's a tiny edge on daryl mitchell at eight however he was 11s for the previous game so that might be a hard one to swallow a free d paul mentioned him earlier he returns 30 percent of the time he's going off at three to one with sportsbook Bolt is returning 35% of the time. He's 5-2. to two. Those two guys have got the best return rates for either team. Okay, okay, okay. Top bats for each innings, please, Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm going with Devon Conway at 16-5 to five for top New Zealand batsman. I was actually not going to put one up in, in this, but he's 92 not out against Australia, came on this ground. He batted brilliantly that day. And I think the key factor here for New Zealand's batting will be how they play Shadab Khan, the leg spinner. He was absolutely, he's been brilliant throughout the tournament. But if you think back to Conway against Australia, he, he manhandled Adam Zampa really. He made a real mess of him. Um, and I think the left-hander will be at an advantage against Shadab, whereas the New Zealand right-handers might find him hard work. He's bowled so well throughout the tournament. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, same for Paul Krishnamurti. I'll go eight to one about Daryl Mitchell uh, batting at five. I think that's a perfectly fair price because, as I say, I think the top order could struggle against the 3D. Um, so eight to one Mitchell for New Zealand, and I'd take 11 to two Sham Masood for Pakistan. I think that's a fair price. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, any other bits on the side markets before side markets before we lock this one, guys? Yeah, I'm probably going to get Paul shaking his head at this, but I thought both teams to score 170 at 23 to 10 would just about big enough for a bet. Um, Sydney's been the best place to bat in this tournament. I think we've had two scores over 200 in the Super 12s, both at Sydney. Uh, Pakistan batted brilliantly here against South Africa despite a bad start. Um, so, so I think there's reason to think they'll bat well. New Zealand have been pretty solid. I, I respect both attacks, of course, but I think I think this will be a good pitch to bat on. So uh, both teams score 170 for me. Okay, Paul, anything? No, any, nothing many no, more? I'm just an unders man in this. Just an unders man. Right, done. A reminder that betting.betfair has every game previewed with free bet offers, terms and conditions apply over 18s only, and please visit begambleaware.org. Best bets, yes, we'll trim our selections down to the finest cuts and a treble claxon still to come, but now it's the second semi-final as India take on England.
England versus India is on Thursday, 8 a.m., live on Sky Sports. Adelaide, the venue for this one. Bet for exchange prices have India at 1.91 favourites, England at 2.08. They're barely separated. Can we split them? That's the question. Let's start with Hawkins. England probably line up like this, or they might not. <laughs> England, Butler, Hales, Stokes. Brook, we've got Salt coming into the middle order. He has batted there before. Moeen, Livingston, Sam Curran, Wokes, Rashid and Wood. David Milan is a very, very doubtful uh, starter in this game with his hamstring. India, Rahul, Rohit, Kohli, Yadav. Pant has come into the team. Expense of Karthik. Hardik, Axar. Now, do they go with uh, three spinners here? They will play Ashwin, we're sure of it. But does Bhuvashanar Kumar lose his place to use Jahal. Shami and Arshteep as well finishing it off. Eight games on the head-to-head last two years. India have won five of them. India won 2-1 in the summer in England. Perhaps that one win that England got at Trent Bridge is the clue. England made 215 batting first. India got 198. I suspect that is the only roadmap to victory for England because number one trend, there is a toss bias for batting first at Adelaide, you've got to bat first. And England have got a dreadful, dreadful record batting second, four wins in just uh, their last 13. And they've made a mess of chases against Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. Trend number two, if England bat first, they're also in trouble, question mark, because India are chasers supreme. They're almost unbeatable when they bat second. I think that's what you call taking a view on this one. No one can accuse you of not having an opinion, Hawkins. Let's get straight into it then. Is that fair, Richard Mann? Yeah, I think I think uh, it's it's absolutely spot on there. You, you, and you look through the competition so far, and India have done far less wrong than in, than England have. India got beat by South Africa, but that was at Perth on a ground that wasn't going to suit. You know, England have really struggled, beaten by Ireland nearly made a mess of it against Sri Lanka. So I think England have got plenty to, plenty of questions to answer. And then don't under, underestimate the loss of Milan. He's, he's been after Butler, their best T20 batter for a while now. He'll be a big loss. Um, so I think plenty against England here. I've heard a few few things on Twitter, actually, I just wanted to mention people saying that the ground dimensions at Adelaide wouldn't suit India, um, short square boundaries, and it might affect their spinners. But I don't really see where that's coming from at all. India's paces have been king in this tournament. The 28 wickets they've taken, spinners have only taken nine. So I think India's paces with their skills have got more than enough for England here. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, same question to you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the lads. Both, I, I would certainly make India favourites. I think they are the superior side at T20 cricket overall. That's us stand up on the head-to-head on the stats they've mentioned. And actually, it goes back further than that. I think in the last five years, they lead England 9-4. Um, I'd also say, I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this game. So the question is, which top order do you fancy more? I, I, the way that Kohli's playing, the way that Yadav's playing, I've got a fancy India. Okay, okay. Team selection, Richard Mann. Uh, do England pick Salt? Do India go with Chahal to exploit historic weaknesses? What do you think? I think Salt has to come in. Um, you know, really good series against Pakistan. He deserves that opportunity. I go a bit left field here, though. I wonder whether Salt could come in and open because because that's really where he, where he is. He's a natural T20 opener. And Butler going to the middle order. He's done that before. Fantastic middle order player. And boy, that middle order is really struggling. Livingston, Moeen, Harry Brook. You know, 
barely made a splash so far in Australia. So they would certainly be helped by Butler coming into the middle order. And the other thing to com- consider is Bhuvaneshwar Kumar's superb record against Josh Butler, who is England's best player. If Butler goes down to, say, number four and avoids Bhuvi with a new ball, that could really help England. I, I, don't, I don't think it will happen, um, but I think it's something they should consider. As for Shahal for India, not for me. As I said before, India's paces have done the job. Um, I don't think they'll want to change that up. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, I'm coming to you for some innings runs wisdom. Well, I, I here I'm an overs backer. Um, historically, Adelaide very good for runs, and we've seen some of that in this, but other games that haven't been. But that's much to do, I think, with the nature of those games. Assuming, as Rich was saying earlier, that you, we're going to get new, fresh pitches for this, I think there'll be runs in this. We said at the start that, that this tournament that the play, best plan for England was to back their games to have lots of runs in them. And if there's a game in it where both teams get 180, 190, I think this might be it. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, any trades or nuggets before we work out the tops, fellas? Well, I will let Paul elaborate on this because he, he he's, he's on to it, isn't he, clearly? But just a strong India finish. I mean, we saw that against Zimbabwe at the weekend. I know it was only Zimbabwe, but this England attack has been leaking runs as well. Wokes has gone at nearly nine in this tournament, nine and over. But the way Yadav finished against Zimbabwe, Pandi, you've got Richard Pant in there now. India could, could catch up so well, they could hit massive runs at the end and Paul's going to tell us now that there are, there are always a short price to make big runs at, at the death, but I don't know if it'll be big enough, Paul, will it? It depends. I mean, the thing is, what what is an unrealistic target nowadays? You see so many extreme games now in T20 where they get 65 or 5, 13 and over, 75 or 5 even. You would nearly always get very big odds about that, that end of it. It's just that if you're going over for an even money line, it's 50, 52, something like that, 55. And that seems, you know, like a fair bet, correct price. But I think if you're going for the extremes, for 13 and over, 14 and over, then, yeah, I think you'll get big, big odds, nice big odds. And, I mean, you've got the players to do it, haven't you? Um, Yadav, can't imagine a finish with Kohli, Yadav, Pan and Hardik Pandya. You know, that's, that's not really that big a target for them. Uh, on a big ground at the weekend, a really big ground there in Melbourne, Yadov scored 56 from nine, off 19 at the end there. I mean, and that was a big ground, a lot bigger than Adelaide. Let's just put that into context. And um, anything for you, Paul Krishnamurti? Yeah, I like this both to score market. You can get 21 to 10 about both teams scoring 170, 16 to 5 about both 180. I think that's certainly a bit... Could actually be an in-play trade because... We fancy India to chase and England back first. Back one of those lines, you'll probably be able to lay that back at much shorter in running in the second innings. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Hawkins, you've got the players most likely to be the top performers. Certainly have. Uh, Yadav and Kohli, both win rate bets at 7-2 to two with Betfair Sportsbook. I'm inclined to go with Kohli. Uh, so that's a heavy cut on uh, Sky from... Five to one in the previous game, and they tend to be alternating in this uh, series so far, They're taking it in turns to top score. Uh, with the ball, Arshdeep, three to one, great return rate for India. England, Butler has got a 32% win rate, he's boosted to 13 to five, with Sportsbook see so almost getting 5% 
on him. Moeen, we mentioned him last week and we were shying away from putting him up in the best bets because we didn't think Betfair Sportsbook uh, had got it right and it was a Rick because <laughs> he was 19s. Well, he's 17 to 1. We've got him just a bit bigger than 4 to 1 on win rates, so we will not shy away from it this time, I suspect. Mark Wood has a 57% return rate for top England bowler. That is from 11 games. However, he is nothing but a wicket taker. Okay, okay. Um, top bats and bowlers, please, fellas. Uh, Richard Mann, you first, one for each team. Yeah, I couldn't put you off, Carly. Big match player, and this is a big match, and he's really come to the far, hasn't he? The, the one for England, Sam Curran, he, he only picked up a wicket at the, uh, against Sri Lanka, but he bowled brilliantly at the death, bowled two overs at the death, um, having bowled two in the middle phase. He is England's go-to death bowler now, and I think three to one is very fair. He's improved out of sight. Um, and Moeen's really interesting. If you, if you think about what I said earlier there, he won't open, but he, he could go to number three if Milan don't play, if they want to keep Stokes at four. Or, uh, yeah, there could be some shuffling about with that batting order, so um, some prices could be made to look very big on the start of them, this match. Okay, lovely. And Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I'm going to just endorse everything Richard said and Ed has said. We're all, all the right ones are there. Arshdeep, three to one, definitely value. Coley at seven to two would be my pick, although actually I'd make him seven to one man of the match because if Coley top scores, what's the chances he doesn't get man of the match? Um, Moeen, 17 to one, is a crazy, mad price that has to be taken. Uh, I think also 40 to one, Sam Curran's big, to be honest. He could win that market somewhere. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay, lovely stuff. Any more on the sides, chance? No, what I would say is, I think if you fancy India, for instance, I do. I mean, I, I was with them at the start. But if you're coming into this cold and you fancy India to win this match, um, and what are the 9-4 to four on the exchange, I think you're probably better taking 9-4 to four, um, outright because they're probably going to be 4-6, to 8-13 to 13 if they play... Is that fair, guys? Four yeah. to six if they play New Zealand in the final? Maybe even shorter. Yeah, so I just... I think if you're an India fan, it sounds like we are. Um, I'd just be taking that price personally um, as opposed to steaming in at, what, four to five? Yeah, I would just add on the same principle, another same principle, same argument. If we fancy India here, and I'm also going to apply this to Pakistan in the earlier match, um... This is a good chance to take big prices of that on this margin of victory market. So um, in both cases, both sides, the same odds apply. To win by five wickets or 41 to 51 is 11 to 1. Six wickets or 51 to 60 is 14 to 1. That's both strike me as very big prices of that, a pretty plausible outcome, especially if we're back in the chaser. Surely to win by five or six would probably be favourite, right, in a chase. Okay, fair enough. fair enough, says Richard Mann. Right, do we have consensus on the finalists, fellas? There may have been some clues if you've been listening. Um, Richard Mann, who will meet in the final of the G on Sunday? Well, it's going to be the mega clash again, isn't it? India versus Pakistan. Or Krishnamurti. India v Pakistan. Edward Hawkins. India v Pakistan, amazingly. Yeah, I think that must be the first time we've had complete consensus on on such two whopping games. So good for us. Good for, good for you guys. Good for you. Right. You heard it here first. And guess what? The cob is back 
for a T20 World Cup final special available on Friday, where we once again tell you exactly what will happen. And there's still time to press this. The treble klaxon over to Paul Krishnamurti. Okay, so we've got a 33 to 1 treble here. Um, Virat Kohli, 7 to 2, top India run scorer. Ashdeep Singh, top India wicket taker. And 10 to 11, about Finn Allen not scoring, scoring less than 20.5 runs against Pakistan. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. Best bets are coming up now. Right, best bet time. And as always, we have some scores. We have some doors. We have Edward Hawkins. Yes, the guys have got five units to spend each for these two massive World Cup semi-finals coming up. And I think it's Richard Mann to go first. Right, I'll kick off. Um, 1.5 units on both teams to score 170 runs in the New Zealand-Pakistan semi-final at 23 to 10. Okay, I will have uh, one point on Pakistan to win by 41 to, sorry, half a point each. Pakistan to win by five wickets or 41 to 50 runs and or six wickets and 51 to 60 runs. That's 11 to 1 and 14 to 1. And I'll have 1.5 points on Devon Conway, top New Zealand batsman versus Pakistan at 16 to 5. Same bet in the India match. India to win by five wickets or 41 to 50 runs, or six wickets, or 51 to 60 runs at 11 to 1 and 14 to 1. And I'm going to have one point Sam Curran top England bowler against India at 3 to 1. I'll have one point on Daryl Mitchell at 8 to 1 to be top New Zealand run scorer. Still me? I'll have a point on Virat Kohli, man of the match, India v England, 7 to 1. Yeah, and I'm going to finish up. I'm actually going to go with my last unit. One point, Baba Azam, top Mac batsman at 11 to 2 versus New Zealand. Okay, and I will have a one point double on Finn Allen to score under 20.5 runs against Pakistan at 10 to 11, and both teams to score 170 in India v England at 21 to 10. Best bets done for your World Cup semi-finals. We've told you exactly what's going to happen. If you want to know what's going to happen in the final, come back on Friday. We're going to be in your ears previewing that one with special stuff from Tasneem Samarkhan with a deep dive on the data for one of the finalists. We'll see you then. <laughs>